Our meditation for this Easter Sunday is on our Gospel reading, Mark chapter 16. Hear the word of our Lord. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices, so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on, the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. After these things, he appeared in another form to two of them as they were walking into the country. And they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Full disclosure. I believe every major Christian feast day, Christmas, Good Friday, Easter, every day that we have something to celebrate the homily should be short, and I realize some pastors are going to disagree with me on this, but a pastor who decides to spend an hour to an hour and a half preaching on Easter is somebody who does not speak of the resurrection often enough the other Sundays of the year, or else maybe he has a vanity problem. Easter is a holiday. We should be spending this celebrating with one another that our Lord Jesus is risen, Lent is over. We now enter into the season of Easter where we're here to rejoice. 
So I'm going to keep the sermon today short and to the point. We're going to get through the basis for Easter, and the season of Easter will be marked by sermons speaking more about the resurrection and this good news. But with that said, it is true, beloved, the resurrection is the center of our faith. With the resurrection, our Lord Jesus proved to everyone that he is God, he is our Savior, that he is the way, truth, and life, the only way to salvation and eternal blessedness. By rising from the grave, he proves his infinite worth. With his rising, he shows that all the oracles of the prophets concerning the Messiah were about him. When the stone is rolled away from the tomb, he squashes any doubt about who he is. And unlike any other religious figure, he contends with all skeptics and non-believers, providing an event in history by which the church either stands or falls. Someone can remain a Buddhist, even if Siddhartha never existed. The contested details and debates over Muhammad's life do not bear on whether a Muslim remains in his religion. The same could be said of Hinduism, Jainism, and everyone else, especially modern materialistic atheism, which has all but fallen by the wayside. If you told an atheist that it has been disproven their theory of Darwinian evolution, they're still going to be an atheist. Even if they have canonical events that they consider to be historical, they do not rely on them to make their case. Jesus, on the other hand, tells us, put all your chips on this, that I rose from the dead. Bet on me, I have a 100% success rate. This is the very linchpin of our faith because on it rests the other distinction which separates Christianity from all other religions. If you look at any of the world's belief systems, their founders are all dead. Siddhartha, dead. Muhammad, dead. Joseph Smith, Mary Baker Eddy, Rishabhanatha, all dead. And with their deaths, their followers must, however grudgingly, admit that they follow dead people. Christians do not. We confidently confess that our founder, Jesus Christ, in addition to being God Almighty, is still alive with his human nature. But while I am certain that you have heard all this before, beloved, today I bring you fantastic news. Christ rising from the dead means that you who believe in him are eternally alive right now. His life means capital L, life, for you. And this is, the younger among us will understand, the only L you will ever want to hold. What tells you and I that Christianity is true is the resurrection. This is how we know that we can trust in Jesus for our salvation. Not only that, but the resurrection also provides salvation to us. As St. Paul writes in Romans 4.25, He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. 
a dead man cannot be a true high priest making intercession for you and me. Someone who dies for our sins but does not rise from the grave simply puts us at a kind of legal neutral with our Heavenly Father, a sacrifice that is done once with sins committed afterward leaving us condemned. But Christ being alive now means that he resides with the Father as the immortal, permanent sacrifice and high priest presenting himself to the Father eternally. He says, I have died for all, and these who trust in me are accounted to have my righteousness. For baptized believers in our Lord, his resurrection means our resurrection. His life means our life. We who believe in him have full assurance that we are slated for the same blessed immortality, the same beatific forever that he has. This is why we are baptized into Christ that just as we are brought into the water, we die with his death, that we may live with his life. Romans 6, verses 4 and 5. But remember that this is a present reality. Colossians 3, verse 3 says that our lives are hidden in Christ at this very moment. It is not that you will be alive forever. It is that you are alive forever. The reality of this new life in Jesus Christ is why St. Paul can confidently say, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. From 1 Corinthians 5.17, we are intended to be blessed with a vigor and vitality that come with knowing that we are more alive now than anyone else on the planet. No matter what health issues we may face today, we are blessed with life on account of our Lord Jesus being alive. And this comes with many of the blessings our Lord Jesus describes what happened to the apostles, some of which is fulfilled in the book of Acts specifically. But even today, being alive in Christ, we are empowered to bring the gospel to all creation, to rebuke demons, to lay our hands on those suffering and help them, to rejoice at last with all the saints of our Lord when he calls us home. And with this short sermon... What else can I say? Beloved, go out today and rejoice in the pure, energetic, powerful life our Lord has given us on account of the resurrection. Now the peace of our Lord, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.